open on the torch temple of Phrasma near twilight. Father Mylon Radley is putting out candles one by one around the altar. Between his worries over the recent visit by Captain Garton and wondering how the very capable four are faring in Scrapwall, he doesn't recognize the sensation of being watched until he's down to the final candle. He turns around warily. Sitting halfway down the second-to-last pew before the door is a figure in a hooded robe. Radley gasps and stumbles back. Oh, I didn't hear you come in. Hello, the Lady of Graves welcomes you. The figure cocks its head quizzically to the side. Radley grabs the candle and moves towards it. As he gets closer, he sees that the robe, which clearly was finely made, is a hideous shade of dingy yellow. Looking at it almost makes his eyes hurt. He also notices that the hood of the robe is oddly distended, and tries hard not to think of what kind of head shape could cause that. He slowly, carefully wraps his free hand around his holy symbol of Phrasma, and stops several pews away from the figure. Are you all right, my child? Do you need healing? The figure looks at him, or at least he thinks it does, between the sinking sun, the flickering light of his candle, and the deep hood, its face is completely shrouded in darkness. You're a priest of the survivor. It doesn't sound like a question, and the voice is off. It has a strange, echoey quality to it, as if it's coming from all around him instead of out of the figure's mouth, if it even has a mouth. I, I'm a priest of Phrasma, the Lady of Graves. I don't know this survivor, but all are welcome in this temple. The figure cocks its head back the other way. Erasma, yes. The survivor. The last. And the first. You worship this being. I, I do, yes. And in return, it gives you power. Power to heal? Finally, a question. Yes, that's correct. Phrasma blesses me with holy power, and I can use that power to heal you. Do you need healing? The figure just continues to stare at Radley for several more seconds before suddenly shaking back the arm of its robes. He sees a pair of pale hands with an odd sparkle to them. Maybe it's just a trick of the candlelight. The figure wraps its right hand over its left middle finger and still staring or at least facing directly at Radley. It takes a sudden, swift motion and a sickening crack, and the figure breaks its own finger over nearly double backwards. Ah! What did, what did you do? Radley rushes forward to stop it, but the figure seems to be done. It holds its now mangled left hand up from the seat and says, Can you show me this healing? Shaking, Radley raises up his symbol and channels positive energy. He can feel the familiar warmth of positive energy wash out from the symbol and over his body, and the figure's finger sets itself as though it had never been broken at all. This figure holds his hand in front of its hood. How is it still so dark when he's holding the candle so close to it? And examines it. Hmm. No. This won't work. I'm sorry, did it not heal correctly? It healed fine, but it's no different. Your god isn't what I'm looking for. Oh. Okay. The figure stands up. It's shorter than he expected. Helion. I'm sorry? Helion. Another being you 
Worship. I don't worship that thing. Then, who here does? No one. I suppose that god isn't worshipped by anyone in all of Torch. Maybe try Scrapwall, but I'd be careful. Someone who claimed to worship it attacked our town a little ways back. She brought trouble with her. And I believe that creature you speak of is trouble as well. Hmm. Scrapwall. The figure cocks his head again, then nods seemingly to itself. Maybe a newer god will be different. It steps into the aisle and starts moving towards the door. What? Um, before you go, may I ask who you are? The figure stops, turns around and walks back towards Radley, getting close enough that he has to stop himself from taking a step back. The figure reaches up and pulls back its hood. Radley gasps and stumbles a step backward. What are you? The thing in front of him smiles. It's horrible eyes that aren't eyes, locked on his. Just a traveler. Maybe even a pilgrim. Thank you for your time. The creature takes a moment to bundle itself back up into its hood. He never would have guessed what was causing the lumpy appearance. Then turns and walks back toward the door. It opens it and leaves. Father Radley sinks into a pew next to him, his body shaking. He holds his holy symbol and begins casting protection from evil, protection from chaos, any ward he can think of, praying under his breath. And he's still there, sitting in the pew, gripping his holy symbol in one hand and the armrest in the other, when the first parishioners begin to arrive the next morning. This is Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play podcast that has a higher touch AC than regular AC. We're immune to bullets, y'all. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, and uh, here's everybody. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. Uh, when last we left our heroes, let's see what happened. We finally departed from Scrapwall. Um, officially bringing book two to an end. Uh, met up with the Crusaders at Algernon's grave. They seem to be doing a little bit better these days, uh, which is always nice to see. And um, gathered up your horses. Didn't have an extra one for Dinvaya, so I think she's riding along with Brixby. And um, completed a day of travel, went to bed, and then had a really just wonderfully exciting fight with some will-o'-wisps in the middle of the night. Um, they were really good at hurting all of you, and you were really good at hurting all of them, and it was very exciting. And um, it was definitely exactly what you wanted to roll on the random encounter table. <laughs> <laughs> so they were so much fun. I had fun. I had a great time doing, like, one damage and not getting hit and 
It's good stuff. If I recall, that is one more damage than I did the entire encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I missed Same. double digit times. Well, I mean, we are immune to bullets, as, as I said. Should also indicate to everyone that we haven't played in like six and a half years. So if we're extra sharp, that's why. <laughs> all right, so um, if you all are off the side of the road, it's the middle of the night. The will o wisps are dead. And no time has passed. No time, no time has, has passed. It's so... Quick round of high fives and then back to bed. It's always a low five for Brixby. Well, for us, for Brixby, it's a very high five. You know what? Just edit this part out. <laughs> yeah, as everybody's high fiving, I think Vargas is just kind of standing there staring at himself, and all of his clothing and his right arm are covered in these like translucent thorns. And he's just kind of got his mouth hanging open, staring. All good, Vargas. Because I mean, to to us, we don't we don't really know what you can and can't cast. And I mean, this could be an arcane spell. So he keeps looking, and he all of a sudden he naps out of it, and he starts like beating at his arm. He goes, "What in Gorham's name?" And as he says that, his non-metal arm suddenly glows with red light and you see his wounds from the will o' the wisps close slightly as he suddenly heals himself for four points of damage and his eyes get even wider and he like almost falls over and he says this this can't be this this isn't happening and he kind of looks up at everybody he go and says did did I just do that did he looks at Asher did I did I just heal myself certainly seems to be the case I haven't seen you do this before yes it it, it shouldn't be possible you you can't heal with arcane magic it can't be done you look just as surprised as the rest of us. I take it this is your first time healing yourself. Before someone in the Discord mentions infernal healing, we <laughs> yes. are aware that spell does exist. <laughs> We're just yeah. role-playing. Yes, it is a spell that exists, and Vargas probably does know about it because world wound. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's not thinking of that at the moment. Uh, but I think Denvi will say uh, definitely uh, appears to have been a a divine spell you cast there, my friend. Uh, perhaps you there's more to you than even you realize. No, I... You don't understand. I, I spent years trying... Trying to... To learn divine magic. It's... It's the reason I... Went where I did... Where, why I tried to learn what I tried to learn... It, it can't be. You cannot dictate the will of the gods. They, um, they make their own decisions, quite uh, independent of anything we may want. 
Yeah, a couple days ago I didn't know I could do a shield, and now I can do a shield. Mostly. So, um, this newfound connection to Gorum. Do you think this has anything to do with those, uh, questionable manites I injected into you? I mean, I'm not gonna presuppose, it looks over at both Asher and Denvaya, that, you know, um, you didn't just have a religious experience or anything, but yeah, I, I knew this guy when we used to sail the selling that, well, I mean, Pesh led him to Desna, so... Are you a drug priest, Jero? <laughs> no, he is not a drug priest. Uh, <laughs> he will say, though, it it could be, or <sighs> she could have done something, but don't see what this, this isn't her magic, this isn't what she could do. When, when I was, and he kind of stops himself, healed, did anything else happen? And he's talking about back at the temple. It's a whole lot of fighting, arguing, perhaps. Mm, that's mostly what I remember. Did your mom do something? Because, no offense, I do not like her. You're in good company there. She's not the most likable person, but no, I I can't see how she could have done this. It's not something that's within her power. Granted, she might say it as if you asked her, but if you asked her, she's the reason the sun rises every morning, so. Well, whatever it is, it's something new to deal with. And <laughs> with that, he kind of is just going to keep staring at himself until uh, Gorm's armor wears off, which is only like, it probably actually wore off during the conversation because it's only a minute a level. So, but he is very much uh, shaken by suddenly having divine powers. And <laughs> we'll go into a little bit. His specific subclass of shaman you get your spells every morning by like sitting in quiet contemplation of your god which is what he does every day when he gets up anyway so he literally like would have no idea that he was preparing his spells or anything <laughs> pretty much until he started casting he had no idea that's what he picked for this level i'm afraid you may need to do some quiet introspection perhaps commune with gorum and see what what it is you can determine uh, for yourself and, and your God. I, I, I don't know that you're going to find any answers here in the middle of the night. Yes, I think you're right. I doubt we'll be attacked by something else like that. Usually it's one encounter, you might want to call it, per night around here. If things are still like they were years ago, we should be safe to go back to sleep. Thirty more will the wisps come bounding over the hill. They're riding Dullahans. Hellion scorpions. <laughs> each of them is a Hellion scorpion. And they each have a pair of uh, Zill babies sitting on each shoulder. <laughs> they have they have them in baby bjorns. Ah, well, uh, I for one. Uh, them all four going back to sleep. You're right. 
great job, team. Um, sorry or congratulations <laughs> on your new vibe, or I guess. Congratulations. Sorry. Sorry or congratulations <laughs> on your new vibe. Uh, man. <laughs> we start sending out greeting cards. Really just covers it all. <laughs> all right, Brace B goes to bed immediately. Standing up like rats do. Kidding. Rats don't do that. Ooh, roll a reflex save. <laughs> okay, he doesn't have far to fall, so it's not even... Apparently you can roll reflex saves when you're asleep, I learned recently. Yeah, and will saves, and even unconscious you get a reflex save. <laughs> well, um, the rest of the night passes uh, through all of your watches, and um, as Vargas said, you know, you only get one random encounter per night that's just kind of an immutable law of the universe. And, um, the sun rises and you all are ready to face the next day. It's going to be such a different return because the last time there was a disaster, the torch was out. It was pretty obvious that we succeeded when the torch came back on, but nobody really knows except maybe Dolga and, you know, definitely Connor's his real name that we've gone off to save Torch from yet another threat. Show up. We beat Hellion. Who's Hellion? <laughs> yeah, I think everyone in Torch is, they're going to raise all the prices again if, if you tell them you've succeeded at something. Everything goes up 10%. Alright, so we heading out on the road for an exciting day of travel going to do the first ever roll on my uh, root beer float dice from Ice Cream Dice, the book three dice. I didn't even do a, a first roll, and I'm not even going to tell you what the result is for your random encounter check. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Bodes well for book three. <laughs> uh, well, this is another day of riding through the Numerian Plains. Um, Things are relatively quiet. Um, you're getting towards the end of, what was the month? Eridus, uh, which is the Galarian equivalent of August, of course, as we all know. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, there's just like a, a little bit of a chill in the air. You're pretty far north in Numeria, but, you know, it's still comfortable. Don't need any cold weather clothing or anything. And, um, yeah, things are quiet all day. Um you complete your day of travel you think you got two more roughly to get to torch and um once more it's time to camp out in the uh, wilderness uh yeah so probably no watches since it went so well last night that makes sense mm -hmm. everybody beds down um asher definitely doesn't fix any guns because he's riding it with nope. With no guns. Oh, Asher definitely fixes a gun. Like he does literally every morning, spending that hour, because he'll always have at least one broken gun. No, we already said it. We we all agreed. <laughs> <laughs> we talked it over, actually. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even remember if he misfired any guns in the Will of the Wisp fight, so I'm going to assume. Oh, you don't remember? Yeah, I misfired all of them, almost. Okay, not all of them. You'll take that to <laughs> Nice. I misfired too. No big deal. Uh, when Asher inevitably dies, probably from one of his own guns exploding, uh, my backup character will just not roll <laughs> dice. Don't, won't do that. You can roll to save, but no more, no more rolls for me. Nah. I believe we call those wizards usually, but not stabbing cadavers. <laughs> it's true. I have to do a lot of rolling, and it does not always go well. Because you only do buff spells, because then you don't have to roll. You're just unless the rest of the party suddenly decides they don't want it. <laughs> true. Yeah, buffs are AOEs. So I guess Brixby will be scribing his second scroll of the trip during maybe first watch tonight. Let's mix it up. He's going to take first watch. All right. Um, While you're scribing your scroll, why don't you uh, give me a perception? Starting off with a filthy 20. Nice. Well, it's a quiet night on the Numerian Plains, and um, you seem to have plenty of time to scribble down your scroll as not a whole lot's going on. He is uh, something for the people at home. He's thinking about how when they were trying to go up to Hellion, there was a certain glyph that he couldn't do a, a darn thing about. So he is scribing a scroll of Aramzay's focus. Right now. It's a great spell. Yeah, that, I don't think that's one I know. Oh, for folks at home, in case anyone is wondering, um, Aram Zay, who, if you've played any Pathfinder Society scenarios, is the, like, wizardy, arcane, like, Snape-style character. He's just really unpleasant. Um so he, he created this spell uh, that basically, let's see, it grants you a plus five competence bonus on all disabled device checks made to disarm mechanical but not magical traps. When under the effects of Armsay's focus, when you trigger a trap by rolling poorly on a disabled device check, you can roll a second roll. This, um, this does also give you the trap finding ability, which Brixby gave up um, for his archetype. So yeah, it helps me disable magical traps which i could not do otherwise there won't be any magical traps i don't know why you're you're doing this you're being weird i don't trust it it's true they're all going to be high tech or mechanical i know all right well who's taking the next watch asher will take the second watch all right well why don't you give me a uh, perception check Okay, pretty darn good roll for Asher, looking at a 19 total. All right, well, Asher sitting in the dark, um, not sharpening his gun, because that's a different podcast, but um, maybe sitting, I don't know, are you guys keeping a fire all night? Is it more of a low-key stealth situation? I don't know what the plan is between the, the lot of you. I feel like, all right, if we're on the planes, chances are we're doing, and like, we have some survival. We're probably doing the thing that planes folks do where we dig a small kind of like rocket tube 
with an aerated area and kind of keep the fire underground so it's low smoke but it's warm Mm -hmm. and vargas would probably know what kind of stuff to burn to make less smoke too what kind of plants just green green wood usually (laughs) the greener the better (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah just as green as you can really uh Pack it in there with everyone, maybe in a tent with no ventilation on the top. (laughs) Like any good dad on the plains, Asher would only light his fire with Kingsford charcoal. That's Kingsford charcoal. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just, you know, spraying the lighter fluid on the charcoal every few minutes to get it to flare. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but everything seems quiet and... Asher's watch passes without issue. Then Vargas will take third watch then. I'll say he wakes up early like he always does at like two in the morning. Screaming. Uh, (laughs) And he'll uh, take his watch. So that is a 23 perception. All right. Well, then maybe Vargas is trying studiously not to think about uh, what happened last night with his sudden manifestation of spellcasting abilities um, that he'd never had before, despite dedicating chunks of his life to pursuing them. Um, and he's eagle-eyed, staring out into the darkness. Um, and, you know, maybe here's the occasional bird as uh, morning is approaching, but everything seems safe on the plains today bird in the distance followed by the muffled sound of somebody punching it (laughs) all right i'm ready i'm gonna roll a thing it's not great it's not a great roll this is perception right uh 18 all right um so kira uh getting up nice and early uh before the sun maybe Uh, but you can stare out into the darkness and once again, it's it's quiet. There's not really a whole lot going on. You seem to have the roads to yourself for now. <laughs> so I think, um, of course, Denvaya didn't take a uh, watch because classic Denvaya. She's she's got other things going on. You know, she's busy. <laughs> um, and um, you wake up for the day, and it is now. It's the 30th of Eridus. Got another day on the road ahead. Wow. It has only been 22 days since episode one in game. (laughs) It hasn't even been a full month. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yep. As everybody, um, after you prep your spells and dismantle your makeshift campsite, um, out onto the road uh, a little ways into the morning uh, you do hear a kerfuffle up ahead sounds like there's some people arguing huh what language are they arguing in is it one that we understand or recognize that's a better question i was going to ask i was going to say how far are we still from torch um you're still a, a full day away um okay. you could get there late tomorrow well, then Jeff's question is better. Can we tell what 
language it sounds like they're saying. Um, it sounds like there's a, a bunch of voices, but they are arguing in uh, Talden or common. Well, we do love an argument. Just go ahead and insert ourselves in there. Uh, Kira will take the loudest side, whatever that is. <laughs> Turns on the chainsaw <laughs> as we're riding up. As all good mediation begins. Yeah, you guys better stop. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, as you approach on your horses, um, you can see a little ways down the road, there are there's a group of um, basically looks like knights in sort of crusader armor. Uh, they've got a um, they've got a couple people surrounded, uh, and the people have this weird uh, spiky animal thing uh, with them. And um, I'll just pop that up on the screen for you. It's a weird spiky thing with red eyes and lots of legs, and it's very normal. It may be difficult to gauge from this distance, but is it safe to assume the spiky thing is played by Idris Elba? Um, I think it would have to be. (laughs) Contractually, he does enjoy weird spiky things. Can we roll any sort of knowledge on it? Looks like a really ugly echidna. <laughs> All right, let me see. Um, yeah, it's it's nature. Sounds good. That is a seventeen for a twenty-six. Uh, with a twenty-six, you're looking at a sorico, which um, it's a large, tawny rodent with powerful sp- forelimbs that end in spade-like claws. Um, they tend to be can- caked in mud and dust and sand all all in their fur and spikes. They're often called dust-bound rabbits. Uh, Sorokos dig out warrens in the badlands and um, use those to hide from the elements and um, predators. They're often communal animals with vast tunneling colonies like ants. Um, They dig and burrow underground and like shore up the passages with their sticky saliva into making like a temporary cement um and that they're, they're usually not particularly violent they're more defensive creatures weigh about 100 pounds you've got um yeah with the 26 you can get like a good three questions on them <laughs> um all right let's see does anybody have any questions about this strange echidna mole rat um kind of like a hedgehog hedgehogs do the little dust bath thing too yeah uh how big did you say it was sam is it like a small creature or a medium creature it's a small creature they're about you know three feet long two feet tall way okay yeah i'm gonna bank these coyote yeah i'm gonna just bank these questions in case we have to fight it or i have to compliment their parents on how good of a sirocco it was i know that wasn't what it was but what is it actually called A Sorico. Sorico. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Good little desert storm. Um. The argument as you close in appears to be these knights that have this uh, smaller party surrounded um, basically are, seem to be going like, You thieves! Give it back! Give us back our purses! And um, the shaggy looking man of the group goes like, We have nothing of yours! You must have dropped it back on the road go find it you foreigners so you know that sort of thing man i was on his side until they got all xenophobic 
Yikes. Does he look like he's a Kellid? Well, <laughs> it's hard to tell because he is all shaggy and dirty. I mean, he looks probably like vaguely Kellid descent, but not like um, more of a city dweller than a um, wandering clansman kind of thing. And the um, woman with him is wearing sort of more Kellid um, painting, but she does appear uh, to be um, elf or part elf. Yeah, I was going to say, she looks like she's an elf. Oh, I was going to say, she looks like she's ready for Coachella. <laughs> she is an elf um, bound for Coachella. Uh, yes, the road of skulls and bones that leads to Coachella. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if the Fae were going to hide out somewhere in real life, it would probably be Coachella. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, I guess with the description of the other guy, this is more Burning Man. My bad. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this is this is exactly roll 20 is what Burning Man looks like right now. Uh, uh, so wait, these, I, Brixby's from Chitterhome. Do these shiny, shiny knights look like some world-wooden-bound suckers? Do they look like crusaders? Yeah, I mean, you've you've been around crusaders recently, and um, yeah, I mean, they they look like sort of recent um, conscripts or people heading out to to join in. Yeah. Do any of them have like heraldry that matches anything we saw at uh, Algernon's grave? Um, could give me a perception or a, a knowledge nobility, maybe, if you're looking at checking out heraldry. I do not have. Do not have nobility, but that is a... What is six plus eight? My brain is not working. That is a 14 on perception. Yeah, I, I don't think you see anything... Um, in particular, that um, identifies them with the people from Algernard's grave. Uh, but yeah, they don't look like any of them have like any of the symbols from the same order or anything. No, I mean, they sort of look a little bit more um, you know, loosely uniformed, kind of like maybe some people mm. in their their father's hand-me-down armor or um, pieces they mm. chunk together. Um, less like official knights and more like people sort of on their way to be knights. Hmm. Yeah. Brixby looks Thasher and goes, Negotiation is normally your bag, yeah. Well, I've never thought of it quite like that. I suppose it could be considered a parcel. I'm certainly amenable to resolving this diplomatically, though. Perhaps you could do me a favor and not attempt to cast any offensive spells before you give them an opportunity to respond. And he'll wink at Brixby and then address the crusaders perhaps in training and say hello I'm called Asher Halich and these are my companions Brixby Kira and Vargas and of course Denvaya we couldn't help but overhear your rather loud and insistent conversation with these travelers that it seems as though you suspect them or rather accuse them of committing some sort of theft a crime of taking what's yours surely you're better armed and outnumber them is there not a way we could resolve this peacefully before this comes to unnecessary violence dance off (laughs) (laughs) i think the night closest to you um 
say, um, we can resolve it when these ruffians return what they've stolen from us. There's no need for this to come to anything more than a simple transaction. I mean, we don't need to exact any punishment upon them for their crime. We can simply allow them to walk away once we have what's ours. And the shaggy man spits on the ground at that, and the, the <laughs> elfin woman says, uh, you're, you'll need to go back where you came from to find what you've lost. It has nothing to do with us. That's usually true. That's what my mom says. That adorable little echidna thing um, kicks up a cloud of dust and throws it into the air. How do you know for certain that these ruffians, as you call them, are in fact responsible? Now, we, al- we already know that these these cutthroats stole it from us. They were there when we awakened in the morning and our purses were gone. <laughs> Simple as that. Why do you think they would hang out if they took something from you? Well, I assume we caught them in the act. Well, you didn't or you would have seen them take it, right? Well, they caught them right at the end of the act, right at the at the tail end, right right after. Awesome. Immediately post-act catching, as it were. Yes. What evidence do you have other than simply being in the wrong place at the wrong time? Well, they can empty out their bags right now and prove that they're not guilty. Did you did you try that? The emptying out the bags to make sure you don't have what you're looking for? Well, we already know what, what we don't have. Speaking of things you don't have, uh, what authority do you have to stop people on this road? Just wondering. The, the authority of the... of... Iomade in the, the law of, of the land, of course. We, uh... We are crusaders and Besides that, uh, theft is, uh, is illegal no matter where you go. You can't just be robbing travelers on the street. I feel like the five of you are new to Numeria. I hate to say it, but that's not exactly the law of the land here. You have no legal right to stop these two and demand that they empty out their pockets, as you say. You have nothing but circumstantial evidence against them, and this is... Well, you're pretty far from home if you think that you have any sort of authority here. I think the the lot of them are gonna sort of look over at the five of you and the um, two people they have surrounded and the um, adorable little echidna, and that's it. This, this doesn't need to be anything of a confrontation. As it, as I said, we just want what's ours, and we can all be on our way. It's, the law doesn't need to come into it. The elf says, so. Uh, the law of the land is um, not at stake here, as my my friend over there says, you, uh, you'd best walk away right now before this gets ugly. They're 
we have no conflict with you, and we have none of your possessions. I think the um, knights here are getting a bit flustered. Uh, we're going to need some kind of role to resolve the situation. Like, can we sense motive on that? Yeah, go for it. Mm. Can we do sense motives on kind of both sides of this? Since they both talked. I will not be sensing the motives of law enforcement. I don't care what their motives are. <laughs> I guess we can come back. <laughs> Uh, ooh, no, not great. It's a nine on the uh, Burning Man-headed folks. How's Asher's 19? Does that give him any indications? Well, I think that uh, 19 on uh, Miss Coachella over here, um, she certainly seems to believe what she's saying, or at least she... Um, believes that she doesn't have anything of theirs. Brixby taps Asher real quick and says, uh, down here, um, maybe we say just because we're an outside party, right, that we serve as the mediator, but first we gotta split them up and hear their sides of the story. Because this current arrangement is making me nervous. Asher bends down to hear Brixby's words and nods at him and says if we can't get them to see reason in a bit more conventional way then I believe your tactics do hold some merit happy to give that a try but I'll see if we can't talk sense into them while you speak of your religious authority as crusaders I too have Authority, albeit from a different deity than I am a day. And I have a code as well, and part of that paladin's code is that I will not hesitate to fight against those who oppress or attack the innocent. And I don't believe that we start here with the assumption that someone is guilty, but rather the opposite. And since you have no compelling evidence, or really evidence at all, simply the lack of your belongings, I believe these people are innocent, unless you can convince me otherwise. And as such, I will not sit by and let you extort them for something they say they don't have. And that's only a seven on the dice, but... Still with the plus 12, it's a 19 diplomacy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think the uh, five knights will kind of shift their formation just a little bit. Um, They're sort of opening out to look at the lot of you, and then one of them will be like, and who exactly are you to dictate to the righteous hand of Iomade what can and cannot be done our possessions were stolen we have a right to our money same as anyone else and um, as your friend here said there is no authority on this road then we are the authority here then 
I suggest you all move along and take your noses out of business that doesn't concern you. I don't believe you have any reason to be holding a sword against people. I'm quite clearly holding a mace, I don't... <laughs> the character art is, is very clear. <laughs> okay. Sam, wouldn't a 12 knowledge religion be enough to know uh, anything about the tenets of Iomidae? Um, I mean, you know, she's a lawful good deity generally associated with, um, you know, humans and justice and all that good stuff. The sort of vague um, idea of, of her as the militant god of, of humanity, but um, I don't think anything per- particularly specific. Well, if I rolled better, I would remember something along the lines of the, the weight of your sword without your heart to guide it. It doesn't have much worth, but you know, candidly, all the, the, the gods pantheon sounds the same to me. Sorry, nothing, nothing personal. Um, he just waves generally to everybody in his line with him. But I say, perhaps we just split this up a bit. Let's, you all go on one side of the road, they go on the other side of the road until we've got this sorted out. Maybe a little bit less encircling. Vargas, who just rolled a 19 religion, uh, is going to take a step forward and say, my small friend here is right. You claim to be followers of Iomade. She's a goddess of justice, a goddess of peace. Is what she would want, really, for you to shake down these people? I know you honestly believe that they have stolen from you, but it's clear that they honestly believe they haven't. This is obviously simply some sort of misunderstanding. Someone else took your belongings, or they were misplaced, or something. This does not need to come to violence, and I know that it's against the tenets of your religion to bring violence to people for an unjust reason. You should not be drawing your weapons against these people with no hard evidence. So let's all just calm down, and we can go on our way. And I think with the the appeal um, to religion and the sort of the direct reference to the tenets of Iomidae, these guys are very clearly skirting and maybe a, a bit too green to know exactly what they're um, purporting to follow. I think that at least um, resonates with them, and they're kind of exchanging looks, and um, they, there's uh, some deflatedness about them. And um, the lead one goes, he he takes like a a long, shuddering breath, and he goes, Very well. The, you are correct. The inheritor would, would not want us to behave like this. We, uh, he looks over at the two of them and says, You are free to go, travelers. I will try to believe your words and hope that you have been honest and the inheritor guides you on your path and 
we will double back to our resting site and see if we can find what was lost. Uh, I think Vargas will also say, if you're unable to find your money after doubling back, uh, just two days' ride from here is the Fort of Algernon's Grave, commanded by Commander Kraklos. If you let him know the VC-4 sent you, he may be able to, while not give you more money, give you supplies and equipment that you could possibly have spent that on. Very well. Uh, we, we thank you for this. And uh, I believe I speak for all of us when I apologize for our actions here. No worries, mate. Um, if you get hungry on the ride there, you take a couple of these. I think you've all earned them. Walks up, hands out. Here's a flaming hot forgiveness. Here's a clemency and clementines. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all part of the theme. Anyway, Kira follows behind and hands out stickers. I just say, hey, <laughs> uh, serious or best improved? I think that's going to say yeah, most improvement. No, I like best improved. <laughs> just a knockoff. <laughs> uh, this is a misprint, but. <laughs> Best comma improved. Yeah, that's what you get at Joanne's. Yeah, meanwhile, Tinvai is in the, the back just fingering through five pouches and counting coins. <laughs> I stole that joke from Zach in the chat. I thought I was too good to not say it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think they uh, will accept their goo tubes and... Um, double back the way they came so they're basically heading the same direction uh you are and um oh no we're both heading the same direction oof gotta <laughs> shoes or something yeah yeah let them get ahead of us for well, that's awkward yeah, oh that's so awkward <laughs> we have to be like we have to walk all the way back to scrap oh, all yeah. to avoid this <laughs> <laughs> now let us all go our own way and then just Oh, wait, is that your wallet's <laughs> that way? Just <laughs> like when you say to goodbye to somebody on the street and then you're ah, both cool, still walking cool. the same direction yeah. for like three See more you later. blocks. <sighs> keep going the same <laughs> so, direction. It's so crazy we keep running into each other at the stoplights. All the way into the foundry. <laughs> so it's simply in the foundry. <laughs> oh. Now I'm just imagining them going, we'll go back to where we spent last night and check there. It was a place <laughs> called the foundry. <laughs> it hurts me. Yeah, we, we actually, between here and Torch, do that thing where we keep trying to outwalk <laughs> each other because we're at the same pace. So we're like, I just have to go really fast to get him. And then we're just exhausted. It's a forced march. We're having to roll fortitude <laughs> saves. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other two travelers um, ran, remain behind a bit after the uh, would-be crusaders all disappear from the board. And uh, they say, oh, the gruff dirty guy goes oh thank thanks for the help yeah that could have gotten dirty <laughs> thank thank you well i'm certainly just relieved we were able to resolve this without it getting to some sort of unnecessary physical altercation yeah, I mean, it's usually like mid-rover is the start of crusader season, and then they're just everywhere, just in their swim shorts, just looking for demons to fight, and then, you know, two months later, they're just back home. About the, 
these ones I think were on early decision perhaps <laughs> trying to beat the rush but you really didn't steal their money though correct um, <laughs> the dirty guy goes um, kind of a moot point if we did huh he gives you a smile and um, the elf uh, picks up a rock and throws it at him <laughs> she says we, we did not steal their money we just happened to be walking by at the wrong time. Well, I certainly hope they find whatever it is they've lost. They certainly seem eager to be on their way and prove themselves. Now oh, they'll, they'll probably be dead within the month anyways. Oof, that's quite pessimistic. Well, have you seen demons? They're awful. <laughs> Vargas will nod towards the elf or half-elf or whatever she is woman and say, your markings, it looks similar to clan paint, but I don't recognize the clan. And she shrugs and says, eh, just a little bit of cultural appropriation. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, uh, I have spent quite a bit of time wandering the, the plains and have spent time to, with several different uh, clans and uh, sort of worked out the paint on my own as a uh, so uh, what's this little fella's name ah Brixby says as a little fella himself I totally had a name for him <laughs> ah this is uh, Pellet my animal companion he is he's quite the charmer and um, Pellet will walk out and in front of them and then um once he's clear of everyone just does this like shake and a big pile of dust comes flying out and conceals him in the five surrounding squares for around <laughs> and then the <laughs> dust all settles <coughs> real cute <coughs> he doesn't bite so he does do that though which is his best outdoors and the dirty guy goes now you know now you know why I'm uh, you know need a shower <laughs> um, outside of this is there anything that we want to ask them do you think they might know anything there's like a bunch of stuff we want to know about but we don't really want to be like so do you guys know an android that has a neurocam <laughs> hmm or maybe yeah. some technically stuff. And they'll be like, I don't know what either of those know. words are. <laughs> We're secretly both of the Technic League. <laughs> the robot mafia from uh, Futurama. We're the Technic League. The entire <laughs> Technic League. <laughs> and the Echidna's the leader. That's oh, Zernabeth, run. Oh no, it's Osman Zido. Oh wait, yeah, I forgot. Run. Well, it's both of them. <laughs> if you don't mind uh, asking, have you seen anything unusual or dangerous on the road here? Well, it's uh, pretty quiet uh, this time of year. I think uh, not too much going on. I mean, we were headed down towards Black Pipe. Uh, no particular reason. Just, uh, you know, head south before the cold comes in. Can we roll a knowledge geography on Black Pipe? Yeah, go for it. That is a 21. 
Black Pipe is a little town um, towards the southeastern corner of Numeria that has, um, it's pretty far away from like the Black Sovereign and the Technic League and all this stuff. And it's mostly um, like in the parts of the plains where stuff actually grows. And, um, you know, so there's agriculture down there and just a few towns and stuff. That makes sense. It's near, what is that, Brevoy? Is Brevoy over there? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah down towards Brevoy. And it's um, not far from, like, Hajoth Hakados, which is one of the biggest cities in, in Numeria. That makes sense. Ah, the same Hajoth Hakados where Sage's boyfriend is from. <laughs> that is some, a deep cut. <laughs> so are they going to give us the echidna or what? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is this is my animal companion. We just have to kill their former parent. It's how that works. <laughs> it would be so much more sad if that's how it worked. Um, that's how every ranger gets their companion. <laughs> They find one that already exists and murders murder the owner. Uh, well, think uh, if there's nothing else, we'll be uh, hitting that old uh, dusty trail. Y'all have nothing to trade. Uh, any fun information to share with some people that diffuse the potential conflict? Could even just be a nature fact at this point. My, my bar's really low. <laughs> uh, did you know the Soricos can uh, burrow uh, 10 feet in 6 seconds which uh, sounds slow but I mean it's a 10 foot hole in 6 seconds that's crazy <laughs> take me an hour to do that well thank you for that knowledge <laughs> <laughs> well I do hope that perhaps in Black Pipe you can find yourself a shovel I imagine that would be a much faster way to dig a hole than to attempt to do so with your hands. But we don't mind following in the dusty trail of your pellet friend. Well, at least you're not awkwardly walking alongside those guys. Come to think of it, that would be rather awkward. Yeah, but now, now this is awkward too, so... All right, well, maybe we'll see you at Christmas. <laughs> huh. What's Christmas? Oh, it's a thing that we have around Black Pipe. I don't know. It's a festival. You should check it out. Spend five rounds <laughs> just trying to get out of each other's way, being like, oh, oh, oh I guess you're going this way. Oh. And though it's a huge road. Yeah, there's plenty of room, but they just keep going back and forth. And... <laughs> All right, we're going to call this one dead. Um, <laughs> they walk their way, you walk your way, and you've stalled for long enough that the Crusaders are far enough ahead. And maybe they, after they've searched their campsite, they'll turn around and you'll pass each other going that way and pretend you don't see each other. <laughs> I was going to say, we have to wait for them to find their wallets and then go take them. That's my plan. <laughs> Follow them. Delay getting back to Torch for an extra couple days just to 
torment <laughs> the crusaders totally gaslight the <laughs> heck out of these <laughs> low-level crusaders yeah yeah absolutely yeah we we rush around ahead of them get to their camp first find the wallets that they just left behind and forgot to pick up and we hide them <laughs> gotta make this range ledger domain work for something <laughs> thank you arcane trickster can't even steal wallets from further than 30 feet away the rest of the day is pretty quiet and um you bed down for the night and I won't make you um, roll the perception checks over the course of the watches this time because there's only so many times you can do that before you start to get really bored of it. <laughs> um, and then the, the next day uh, is the day that you'll get to torch. Um, so so um, you wake up, it's the last day of Eridus and um, towards the end of the day, you can start to see the torch in the distance, and you're finally just about back. Anything going on today as you're approaching your destination? Any thoughts? The torch sputters out as we walk up, and it's a, <laughs> oh, here we go again. And then, yeah. and then we just do book one over again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Take that, Blindheim. <laughs> Asher is wondering now that Hellion's been defeated, if maybe Mayanda wouldn't be more willing to talk. Maybe we can find out if she knows anything about Cassandaly or mm. anything that she wouldn't have shared with us before. Or if nothing about Cassandaly, she might know more about a divinity. Because it seemed like Hellion didn't know a whole lot of, like he was still looking for Cassandaly. But we can probably learn more about the other one. Mm. Yeah, we can buy her a drink. Like, hey, we did murder all of your friends. Is it unity or divinity? Oh, divinity was that? Uh, what it was divinity? Divinity was something we heard, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Yurian Velako said he said divinity was lost, and um, the gearsman, when it was still speaking in Drothen, um, said the the divinity protocol was in place. So okay. the word's been bouncing around. Okay, so divinity is something. Okay, so then unity is the other robot god thing. Theoretically. Okay. They've really made those two <laughs> words too close together. That's going to be annoying. <laughs> unity. All right, well, um, as you approach Torch, um, I'd say, you know, night is probably about falling by the time you're within the city limits, but... It's not like late, it's just like, you know, getting dark. So you're talking like 8 p.m., everybody's inside watching the end of Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> that bed we all like at uh, the, the foundry is probably still empty, given that it's 8 o'clock if we rush there. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, uh, so we planning to go and visit... Uh, the Baines, or the Smiths, or someplace else. I wonder if Charlie the Lizard Folks is open at this hour. If we were to drop in on the Smith family, it would be appropriate, I'm sure, to provide a thank you for your hospitality chicken. We should, we should probably try and find two gift chickens in that case. I suppose that is fair. Given that we'd be bringing five people into their home, perhaps. 
Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't charge us to stay there either. Although, I mean, neither have the Baines, really, so... Although you and Brixby have been content to sleep in the beds of the Bain family, the Foundry Tavern, on the other hand, is a hospitality business. Vargas and I have both, in fact, paid money to stay there as patrons of a business, in fact, do. And if we are to go to the Foundry, we will be paying customers rather than stealing or otherwise helping ourselves to the rightful beds of people in their own homes. But yeah, no, I mean, Kira did bring up a good point. Do we want to grab, I, is it a, is it a two for toil day at Charlie's or is, are they not running that, that anymore? Can we get two chickens for one? I don't know. It's been a while. Um, you definitely not up on the current promotions for um, Charlie the Lizard folks. I can check their Instagram or something. Or whatever the fantasy version of that is. I guess TikTok now is what the youths are using. <laughs> the fantasy TikTok. I'm curious. Maybe we can retcon having checked this along the way. But in our journeys towards Torch from Scrapwall, has the dot on the strange device that we obtained from Lady Tatterface. Is that dot moving? Are we still heading in the same direction? I mean, it's not the exact same direction, but are we getting closer towards it? Um, It looks like you've definitely been getting closer to it. And um, for reminder's sake it basically when you were in scrap wall was pointing you to the uh southwest and um it looks like you've gotten quite a bit closer to it uh more than halfway but now it it's pointing almost directly west still a little south but um more to the west but it's not moving itself though she doesn't seem to be traveling if well we're assuming it's going to her whatever it's going to doesn't seem to be moving it's still in one spot yeah the the dot seems to be it, it's hard to tell out with distances of that scale but it definitely hasn't gone far in the the four days mm-hmm. yeah i think vargas will also say uh while we're here it might interest connor to hear about this supposed change in the leadership of the technic league it might put him at ease to know that the leadership has changed, or maybe not. He might also know something more about this new leader and whether we should be more or less worried than we were under the previous one. Also, uh, but I do remember one thing about Iad and they. Seems like a poor place to get anything done to that gun, Asher. If we want to upgrade, we might want to do it in, you know. Gestures with his chin towards the torch. Uh, you know I, I can um, fix that up for you. I can enchant it anyways. It'll take a few days of work if you have the time. Well, that's a very kind offer that I believe I'll take you up on. Of course. If we're not intruding on your 
time reuniting with the Gia father. And um, I think she flushes just a little bit at that, but um, yeah, she... And obviously, since we saved your life and the lives of everyone in Scrapwall, you'll be doing this free of charge, of course, as well. I'll do it at cost. Um, (laughs) Same as I have been, but I, I will not be footing the bill for the materials involved. All right, so um, where are we pointed as we come into town on this whatever day of the week it is? Yeah, what do we think is the first place to hit? I mean, probably Kite, right? We got a rod to get, so might as well hit him first. <laughs> go, go pick that one up. Wait, also, should we drop off the horses? Did we already do that? Did I fully miss that? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess... Might want to head to the stables first. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so they don't charge us another day. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get them back before noon or they charge us for a full day. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. <laughs> well, it's definitely past noon, so I'm going to have to go back and check the notes to see what exactly the deal was with the horses. I believe you get yes. like your deposit back. But I don't think Something so. like that. <laughs> we worked out and a discount. something yeah, we, absurd. We paid some amount of money and we get some percentage of it back. I don't remember what because it was like 600 episodes ago, but there was yeah, some kind of deal made. <laughs> sure, makes sense. He definitely has that. And um, Oh, it's Sunday. No, it's Monday. This calendar looks weird. It's Monday. Moon Day in Galarian. Oh, man. It's not even two for toil day. Never mind. My bad. (laughs) But, um, yeah, you get back the mumble-mumble amount of money uh, for returning the horses. And um, you head into the Clockwork Chapel, or the Temple of Bri, rather, as as it is in Torch. Yeah, I feel like as much as Kira's excited to see her family, she definitely wants to see this reunion first. And she will hang out far past when it's, you know... Comfortable. Just. <laughs> well, I mean, I think this is the episode of hanging out far past <laughs> comfort. <laughs> um, so I think if you lead her over to the um, Temple of Bri, Dinvaya will sort of hesitantly go inside, and it's um, the main room that you come into when the temple opens is. Um, you know, it's mostly dark. There's a few candles on the side, but it's a big, huge room, so it's it's a lot of shadows. Uh, but there's banging and clanging coming from the, the back room, and um, she's going to slowly walk up the, the aisle of the main room and, and pause for a moment and look back at the lot of you and, and um, nod and just say, um, Thank all of you for bringing me back here. It's 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 been a long time. And then she's gonna um, head into the back um, and knock on the door. After a second, uh, the door creaks open, and um, I'm gonna assume you can't exactly see from the angle because like she's in the back. Oh no, maybe. we we walk up. Oh, you right. Don't worry right about there. it. No, when she's just like, thank sure. you, and we're just like, oh yeah, d- don't don't worry. Yeah, we're just <laughs> we'll walking right behind her. 
<laughs> that, no that was kind of a, a subtle indication that maybe <laughs> we'll be maybe here the he's whole way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he actually he owes us a. <laughs> no, no, no. We really want to listen to the GM talk to themselves, and there's also a matter of a road. <laughs> Someone should be here to retell the story of how sweet it was when you reunited, and this way you get like four different viewpoints. Oh, maybe it's a bit of a private matter, and just um, <laughs> she sighs. Oh, whatever. <laughs> We're all still just standing right there, staring at her. <laughs> and she knocks on the door. <laughs> and after a second, um, like the clanging in the back stops, and the the door creaks open, and um, you see Jorb Kite's wizened old face um, emerge in the crack there, and he um, looks at Dinvaya for a, for a second, and you know, like that sort of look where it takes a second to process what you're seeing and then his eyes go wide. <laughs> yeah, she's because she looks just like absolutely totally different being a half-elf. <laughs> um, and then he goes, Her earlobes have You haven't aged today. <laughs> and uh, Dinvaya goes, you, you have aged um, quite a few days, it, it appears. <laughs> and uh, the two of them hug and then um, it, it's very tasteful and you all leave because it's very tasteful <laughs> and um, I think after maybe they catch up for a few minutes and, and they just like um, exchange some quick words I think Joram will um, just, uh, oh yes uh, before I forget uh, uh, thank all of you for for delivering the message uh, to, to Dinvaya. Obviously, I, this has gone um, much better than I could have possibly hoped, but uh, th- thank you. And he grabs his um, metamagic spanner and uh, holds it out and goes, oh, here you go, I'm a, a fair payment for a job well done. And, and I, um, g- goodbye, uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. I'm sure you have quite a bit to tell me and I'm sure Dinvaya can uh, catch me up and oh yes I, I painfully I have been with them uh, quite quite a bit um, I'm kidding of course it was a delight and they're wonderful people and um, yes we'll, we will see you tomorrow yes tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to to, to, to unchain the extend road in your um Character art, I believe it's a fix to your large apron. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll just, um, we'll crop out his. I know this hand. trick. <laughs> <laughs> just walks back inside and it's dragging behind him. Yeah, sadly, it's, it doesn't come off. <laughs> and Asher will just nod and say, Yes, well, couples that pray together stay together. And then he will turn around and walk out. <laughs> just hanging out in the living room area or the foyer foyer <laughs> we're gonna hang out it's fine Vargas cast ghost song to play uh, the ghost sound to play the queen song who wants to live forever hang <laughs> around and light some candles well I think as the very capable four awkwardly hangs out at the temple of Bri while a poignant 
reunion takes place behind closed bars. I'm going to bed. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. (laughs) Good night, Sam. Property of Network Against the Machine, LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Make sure it's Sam ready because he's looking off the other direction, so I wasn't sure. Sam is always ready, okay. and by that I mean I don't even have the book three PDF open. What am I doing? <laughs> I am so good at running games. We'll save this for bloopers, but I'm just noticing Zach's background and chuckling to myself. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I saw that earlier. We love a visual gag, by which I mean the, the five of us. Do yeah, it's I, the the listeners. I do it for them primarily, but you you all sort of benefit from it, I suppose. Uh, we can edit this out. I just loved Kingsley just booping the mic because <laughs> you could see it on the camera. The consideration of the boop and then the boop. Um, it was, uh, it was yeah. I love this cat, and I'm gonna throw her out our window. <laughs> yeah, she's one sixteenth. Fuck, it's back off. Come on. <laughs> 30 second blood gar (laughs) really really got me (laughs) it's the friendly chuckle oh well you know just just a little bit of cultural appropriation (laughs) oh that's funny i'm gonna put that on a t-shirt appropriated from sam (laughs) please do not put that on a (laughs) t-shirt it's the um i believe 31st of rova if indeed Rova has 31 days, which I think it does. Not Rova. Eridus. Oh, no. You skipped a whole month. All your stuff's gone, <laughs> and you wake up from a fugue state, and it's been a month. <laughs> like I said, I'm really operating at a high level.